The Sun on Earth, Screenwriter Sketch Number 25, Saturn on Earth, Part 1 of 3. Title Card, Valandir, Patient. Grocery Store, Day. In a very small grocery store in a small village in the west of Haiti, Simon, 16, gathers a few essentials for dinner with his little sister Natasha, 9, browsing by his side. She finds an enticing treat and tugs on Simon's pants. Simon, Simon. Natasha, what? Natasha presents a lollipop to Simon. No, Mama Said, we have to get only what we need and not spend money we don't have to. Please, you won't tell. No, you can't have it. Now take this and go get some fruit. Simon unravels a burlap bag that he removes from another he is holding and gives it to her. Get your favorite. I tell Mama that's all she had. Natasha appears to show all her teeth as she smiles at him. He smiles back and off she goes. He returns to his shopping, beginning to barter for meat with the clerk, 35. Natasha returns the item to the next aisle over in the very cramped, cluttered grocery store. Cut to, exterior. Grocery store, continuous. Natasha steps outside where fruit is displayed in containers in the front of the store. She unravels her bag and browse with delight. Cut to, interior. Grocery store, moments later. The clerk is done wrapping Simon's purchase. Natasha, Natasha, it's time to pay. Cut to Exterior Grocery store, continuous Simon steps outside. She is not there. He finds Natasha's bag of spilled fruit on the ground and begins to panic. Natasha Natasha Nothing Natasha From a distance <laughs> Simon turns immediately to find Natasha draped across the back of a motorbike that's making its way through a crowd. Natasha he springs into action, chasing the bike. Simon masterfully dodges pedestrians, carts, bikes and cars alike. Down and under, up and over whatever blocks his path, the bike severs his direct line of sight as it turns a corner. Without hesitation, Simon cuts in between houses, shaking dogs and disrespected homeowners off his tail with ease. The 16-year-old boy scales the tightly spaced homes like a three-foot ladder for a better view from high. There she is. Simon closes the gap as he hops from rooftop to rooftop. He is determined to save his sister from danger but, as Simon makes his way back to ground level, he misjudges a critical step and falls to the ground. Getting back on his feet, Simon is going to cut the kidnapper off. He dashes towards the motorbike and at their closest point, Simon reaches out his hand, Natasha reaches out hers. Their hands graze one another. The motorbike passes. It speeds away with his sister, screaming his name, in tow. In the mire of his defeat, Simon drops to his knees. Fade 2. Interior. Simon's family home, later. Simon sits to the side watching his father, Pierre St. Victor, 42, console his crying mother, 40, in the main room off their one-bedroom home. He looks down at the hand which his sister's hand grazed. A tear drops into it and he encloses it within his fist. Dissolve 2. Exterior. Simon's family home, 
Night. Simon stands on a rugged, old wooden porch partially illuminated by a single lantern. Staring off into pitch blackness, faint sounds of ocean waves crashing on a beach can be heard. Simon's head droops, tears stream from his eyes. Why did you fall? Simon quickly raises his head to see who's talking. What? Is anyone there? He can only make out three red dots in the darkness. Growing curious, Simon strains to decipher the cause of them. He begins to step off the porch, but his father's voice stops him. Don't blame yourself. Simon looks towards his father's voice and when he looks back, the red dots are no longer there. Pierre steps out onto the porch with Simon. It wasn't your fault. They are always pushing us, always trying to take anything we have. Who, oh, Papa? You know who talk Natasha? I may not know who, but I know why. So, Haiti has been at war for over 200 years. Not with herself, as some would have you believe, but with an invisible end. More visible today than in the past, but no less malicious, the end of the empire took your sister. What empire? The United States Empire. The United States is not a country, it's a slave state, by its own will. It is the walking dead corpse of a nation that died at birth, doomed to feed off the life of other nations. It's the greatest evil this world has ever known. I don't understand, Papa. What does it want with Natasha? It doesn't want her, it wants to break us. It wants us to lead on and die under it but we will not. Haiti will fight for another 200 years if she has to. Go to bed, son. Tomorrow, your brother and I will find your sister. Papa, I want to help, it's my fault she... What did I say? It is not your fault. Now come inside. Yes, Papa. Simon takes another look around for the red dots before he enters the house. Cut to Interior Simon's family home, night. As Simon lies on a pallet on the floor next to his older brother in the main room, he replays the kidnapping of his sister in his head. He sees himself fall from the roof and remembers the voice from the porch. Why did you fall? The three red dots flash in Simon's mind's eye. It jars him to sit up. He looks out of the window and there they are, the three red dots. Only this time, he notices they are coming from the head of a shadowy figure. He gets up. Cut to Exterior Various locations, night As the red dots pop up, Simon follows. Across the street, between houses, inside wooded areas, until he gets to the beach. Cut to Exterior Ballandier Beach, Dawn While still mostly dark, the rising sun somewhat illuminates the area. The waves crashing on the shore and seagull squawking provides a natural soundtrack. Standing alone on the beach, Simon finds the dark figure whose head is decorated with the three red dots. Drawing closer, Simon recognizes the figure is dressed in Japanese ninja attire. There is a red dot on his face mask and two more in place of his eyes. Your eyes? What are you? Why are you following me? 
Why did you fall? What? I asked you first, why are you following me and what's wrong with your eyes? My eyes glow red because I am like you. What do you mean, my eyes do not glow red? Why are you following me? What are you? My question. You fell off the roof of that house. Why? I... My eyes get blurry sometimes and I can't see so I slipped. Why are you following me? Why did you follow me? You shouldn't have opened your eyes. What? I have to open my eyes to see. Do you? Every dodge or arduous jump you landed perfectly, all with your eyes closed. When you opened your eyes, you fell. No, my eyes were open the whole time. They had to be. Simon closes his eyes, straining to remember. In an instant, the ninja is behind him and swiping at the back of his head with a knife. With a simple head tilt, Simon dodges it and steps away. What are you doing? Showing you who you are, Simon St. Victor, celestial representative of planet Saturn. Cut 2. Interior. Schoolhouse slash Alim's home, day. In the home of Alim, 46, the children of the village have gathered for schooling. Her home is warm and comfortable. The classroom consists of 12 students from ages 7 to 16. For the younger students, large pillows act as seating while short platforms constructed with wood and metal act as the students' desktops. The older students sit in desks. The students murmur to each other as Alim enters the makeshift classroom. Head down everyone. Before we start our lessons, he want us all to acknowledge our missing classmate today. Simon's sister is. Where's Simon? He thought he saw him earlier. Pointing out the window. He's outside, bumping into things. Everyone looks outside where Nadia, 15, is pointing. Simon is in a play area, walking with his eyes closed and hitting his head on the swing set. Milko, 16, inquires. What's wrong with him? Is there something in his eyes? The room gets noisy. Alim calls to him through the window. Qui est everyone? Simon? Time for class. Simon is shocked out of concentration and immediately runs to the front. Murmurs ensue. Simon enters the room. They stop. I'm sorry, Mish Alim. I lost myself. That's okay. Everyone heard what happened to your sister yesterday and we wanted to say a prayer for you both before the lessons. Please have a seat in the center of the room. Everyone, gather around. Create a circle around Simon. Simon complies and everyone sits in a circle around him. They all reach out to lay a hand on his shoulders. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray that you keep Natasha safe from harm as she is taken into darkness. Father, we pray that you give her brother Simon the strength to weather the storm of uncertainty in her absence. We pray that you are swift in returning her safely to brother, her family, and us. In your holy name, we pray. Dissolve too. Exterior. Simon's family home, evening. Simon walks up to the porch and hears the voices of his father and his older brother, Emmanuel, 20, inside the house. He traveled all the way to the apricot. No one knows anything. Your boy was kidnapped from there three weeks ago. They still don't have a clue. No ordinance de no either. Papa, we have to find her soon. The longest is missing. Simon enters. Cut to interior. 
Simon's family home, continuous. The men go silent. There is a rigid tension in the air as Simon walks through the room. Pierre stops him. Ah oui, je les sont tous des Simon takes a moment to glare at them. I want to help. You are helping by getting your lesson. No, Papa, I want to help find Natasha. I can talk to the kids. Kids can see more than adults and not always till all TC. I can move without being noticed. You don't know how useless these people are. They would take you to if they got the chance. No, Simon. But Papa. Not another word. Simon storms off. He locks himself in the restroom. Simon. Visibly angry, Pierre starts to follow, but Emmanuel stops him. Papa, please. Pierre sits in the main room as Emmanuel goes to the restroom door to speak with Simon. Simon, can I talk to you? Can you unlock the door? A moment passes before Emmanuel hears a click. He enters. Cut to. Interior. Simon's family home restroom, continuous. The restroom is very small, just big enough for Emmanuel to stand as Simon sits on the closed toilet top. I know you feel bad about Natasha. I don't you. feel bad, I just want to help. Liar. The only thing that makes me feel bad is sitting around doing nothing while my sister- Simon gets choked up. Emmanuel moves closer to console him. Papa just doesn't want you to get hurt. But I won't get hurt, you know I can handle myself, I can't get away from anybody that trees anything. I know your eyes get blurry unexpectedly and you cannot get away from anybody when you can't even see. I also know you snuck out last night. You don't have to explain, just know Papa and I will find Natasha. Trust us. In the meantime, you just be a kid and get your lesson like you're supposed to. Simon begrudgingly accepts a hug from Emmanuel. Dissolve 2. Interior. Simon's family home, night. Simon is lying on his pallet in the main room, wide awake, staring at the ceiling. Begin flashback. Cut 2. Exterior. Ballandier Beach, dawn. Simon and the ninja stand opposite each other with the waves crashing in the background. You are more powerful than you know. If you allow me to train you, you will become the most powerful of all celestial representatives, more powerful than even the soon itself. Back to and flashback. Interior. Simon's family home, night. Simon stares at the ceiling. He looks at Emmanuel beside him. He gets up. Cut to. Exterior. Ballandier Beach, dawn. Simon arrives on the dimly lit beach. He looks around. He is alone. Hey, hey, ninja. Simon calls out in desperation. Over and over, he yells. Nothing. He stops. Simon drops to his knees and punches at the sand. His eyes puff up in disappointing frustration. I am Mars. Mars, 43, appears behind Simon. You have made your decision. I will train with you I, if you help me find my sister. Mars stands silent for a moment. The glow of the red planet that represents his eyes are mesmerizing to Simon. Mars points out into the ocean. My boat is two miles out. We will take it to my compound ten miles to the north. Your training starts now. Mars begins to walk towards the water. 
Simon tries to keep up. Wait, what? We're going right this moment. That's what now means. What about my parents? My brother? I'm not going to train them. I mean, I have to tell them. Did you tell them you were coming to the beach to meet a mysterious ninja? Simon stops, waist deep in water. I can't swim at Nanmils. Mars turns to him, wading further out. Then you will drown right here in the Caribbean Sea and neither you or your sister will ever be found. If you are too weak to save her, you will perish along with her. Simon's face freezes in terror. He protests. Natasha's not dead. Maybe not, but if you can't make it to that boat, she will be. Simon grits his teeth. He battles against his fear. Tears began streaming down his face. I can't do this. I can't do this. You were right, Papa. Emmanuel, I'm sorry, Natasha. Please forgive me. He closes his eyes. Images of Natasha laughing and playing flood his mind's eye. A memory of her screaming as she is taken away, ferociously attacks his pleasant remembrances. No, I have to do this for you, Papa. Mama. Emmanuel. For all my friends, Haiti should who cried for me. For my village, for Haiti, I must do this. I have it as the last thing I do. I will save you, Natasha, and make sure this never happens to another kid ever again. Simon's eyes fling open and he dives into the sea. Cut to black. End transmission.